0: Welcome to our Parenting with Purpose podcast hosted by Laura Seibert. We are a group of moms from
1: the Antioch Movement that are passionate about our calling from God to raise kids who love Jesus and equip them to fulfill all God has called them to be. We know that parenting is the hardest job on the planet, and our desire is to cast vision and equip our listeners on raising kids in today's culture through both our victories and failures. We desire that our time together will encourage, inspire, and bring you hope. Now here is this week's podcast.
2: All right. Well, hi, listeners. We are, I'm so excited that um, we have wrapped up summer and we're sitting around the table again. Yes. Hi, there. hi, Connie. So Ag, happy Christine. to
0: be back together. Yes. Yeah, it's, so
2: it's been a full fun summer. Probably some of what we talk about will pop into these podcasts that we've experienced over this summer, but just glad to be back together and Um, yeah just excited about today we felt like um, as school has started and things are kicking in that we would take the next month and we're going to talk about teenagers just different things about teenagers Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, because we love them actually I would say it it, it's more you know they say when they're littles it's more physically taxing Mm -hmm. and the older they get the more emotionally taxing it is and I would say the older they get the more emotionally taxing yes, it is. I'm in the absolutely. adult parenting, and oh my goodness, we were just here laughing about some of the challenges or the emotions that our kids take us through, mm-hmm. and yet though we love them like anything, it's hard. Uh, yes. It's hard. So I want to start off by recognizing how hard it is, and um, that's why we hope these little touches <laughs> that um, we have together help you. So anyway, so today we're going to talk about how do you um, – keep your teenage heart the heart of your teenager how do you get it maybe you're in a season like oh my gosh I don't even know if I have that and what does that really mean what does that mean when we say how do you do you have your teenager's heart and how do you keep it in that and so um yeah I'll just start off by saying actually that was a something that I kind of grabbed on when I first, for me, used that term. I'll go back to art. my youngest, Daniel, was five, and he'd gone to kindergarten, and I could tell that we had just, I'd been a stay-at-home mom, and I, he went to school, and I could tell at this moment that he just wasn't responding to me in the same mm-hmm. way. I felt a little bit of a distance. Maybe I started feeling that, like, eh, attitude coming up, and now that, that that's human, that's Normal, but for me, it just felt like all of a sudden, like something's not right. He's just not leaning into me, Mm -hmm. and so that's when I first picked up this. Like, I don't have his heart. I got that phrase in my brain way back along. That was that would have been like 18 years ago, and I was like, I don't have his heart, and so. I, at that point, because we, we, you can when they're little, I made pretty drastic changes. Like, mm-hmm. I pulled him out of school, or didn't go to first grade. We homeschooled. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to spend the year getting his heart.
0: Mm-hmm. And for him,
2: that was time, you know. And so, um, so let's take that fast forward. That's what I kind of think and mean when you have their heart it's like is there is there an engagement of course there's going to be they're differentiating because they're getting older that's normal mm-hmm. but is there a leaning into you in the in the hard times and the good times mm-hmm. you know and do I have their heart is there an openness and communication can I lean into that place and talk to them about something and um yeah not like you to her, oh yes, Mom, please, I love you to <laughs> tell me all the things that I'm doing that are irritating you and everybody else yes no, we're not saying that <laughs> but there's this like this kind of this, okay, I'm here, I'm in the conversation, and um, I want to enjoy this season with you and I want to learn and give and you know, that's what I'm kind of sharing and um one scripture that I uh, uh, Connie brought to me. Actually, I had this phrase going through my mind. It's a um, it says, "Seek to understand, not be understood," and we laugh because it's a wonderful Stephen Covey quote.
0: <laughs> I'm like, it's in the Bible
2: somewhere, or it's in Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's where we found it, and so which is great. But then Connie's like, "Yeah, but it is in the Word somewhere," and I love it. It's in, it's actually in Proverbs four seven, and it says, "The beginning of wisdom is this: Get wisdom." and whatever you get get insight. And I think mm-hmm. when I look at that scripture to me, wisdom's like, "Okay, God, what do I do in this moment? How do mm-hmm. I how do I do this? What, what's your wisdom here? What's going on?" You know. And then for me, insight is, "Now, how do mm-hmm. I implement that?" Yes. There's an intuitive wisdom, there's an intuitive insight. How mm-hmm. do I go about getting this? And I think when it comes to getting our kids' hearts or keeping our teenage hearts, it's, it's, it's the marriage of both. I uh-huh. need wisdom on how to do this, and then I need
1: insight on how to do that. So somebody else,
2: throw out there what you're thinking as we talk about this.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I feel like I'm in the throes of teenager world. I have an almost 15-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 19-year-old. Mm. And so I am very much living the teen world, and so it just feels like my life. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned or that not learned because I feel like learning (laughs) is or I'm recognizing is it starts when they're little Mm -hmm. um so if you've got littles at home and you're they're not quite teenagers some of the habits that you form when they're little are really laying the foundation yes good for the teenage Mm -hmm. years and I also want to dispel the lies of like I love my teenagers yes like
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: really fun. They're really annoying at times <laughs> because they're teenagers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they at times revert back to toddler. Um, but I not that we ever do. As I adults. I know. I never. Which maybe junior with, high. I'll <laughs> tell a story later of where I lost my temper and reverted back to a temper tantrum. Um, this summer, <laughs> I'm not one of my finer mom moments. But I think you know just. Ask God for supernatural love for your teenagers. Mm -hmm. Where they are, their developmental stages, they are changing and growing and learning so much. And you... They can be very irritating at times, but they're also so fun. Mm-hmm. And it comes with just asking God, give me supernatural love good. for where they are in this stage, which applies to any stage. Yeah, when they're right. five and when they're 35, you know, I think we're probably going to have to pray that prayer. God, give me a love that's beyond myself right. yeah, for my kids yeah. in this situation or in this area. Mm, that's um, good. So I think... That's reality for me is every day. God, show me how to love my teenager where they are in the way that they need to be loved. That's Mm -hmm. good. Um, Because they are not... I can't dictate their lives as much. And I can't dictate their choices. No. I can give some coaching and some advice. But at the end of the day, they're going to do... They're going to make their own decision. I can't put them in timeout or force feed them food, you know, like you can a two year old, like you're going to take one bite. You know, Uh I can't really hold down my 17 year old son and say, (laughs) eat this. (laughs) Um, So I think, you know, just recognizing where they are and loving them where they are and praying, Mm -hmm. God, show me how to love them. Give me that insight that I need.
0: Yeah, so. and I think um, along that line is being aware. I I I don't know, and maybe y'all could y'all or your kids are a little bit older. I'm just beginning the teenage. I got a 15 year old and a 13 year old and 12 year old, so that's right. it's getting there. Yeah. But I feel like having their heart, it's like constantly you're like drawing it back. Like it's like mm-hmm. it can wait. I mean, all of our hearts can can. Sure waver and go away. And so it's like rec- trying to, you know, be insightful too and be, keep a close eye of like, okay, just like you did with Daniel when he was five. Right. But in teenagers, it might look a little uh, different yeah, totally. um, when they, fe- when something fills off and just asking mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, give me wisdom mm-hmm. when it's drifting yeah. and help me have insight and how to pull his heart yeah. or her heart back yeah. because it's, yeah. Were yes. you gonna say something? Well it's like an ebb and flow. Yes. Like it
1: does. They get older and it ebbs and flows and we can't be threatened. No. By yeah. By the ebbs and flows. When they pull away a little bit, we can't be no. threatened by that Mm-mm. and we can't give up on it either. We can't just say, Oh, well, they're teenagers.
2: No. They're
1: they're supposed to drift some. Like, yes, that is developmentally it is right for your teenagers to look Mm -hmm. out yeah they're testing they're they're growing They're and Mm -hmm. and it's right but we can't be threatened by that and we can't give up in it we have Mm -hmm. to like what you're saying how do we pull it back in in the right way right
0: because i could imagine you can also suffocate them when you're Uh like and so Mm -hmm. it that's where you really need to have the holy spirit like Okay, I can feel you going. I have my hands like I'm like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. really I wish you're you reeling them in. She's, She's reeling totally them in. Yes. Yeah, like, like the fish. Yes, come, here, exactly. come, come here. Come come <laughs> come. But I I I think it's probably this delicate d- dance that you're doing with him. Of, okay, Lord, show me how to get his heart back but yeah. not feel like I'm like smothering him in a way that closes him off, which I think is different in their personalities and what they're needing as well. Uh But I agree, you have to lay that foundation or you want, if you have the luxury of laying that foundation when they're young right but like we always say do over like if you're if you're just starting when they're a teenager like just ask God show me how to like get their heart at this age and we're never too late
2: they um I think one thing I was when y'all were talking I was hearing is this is where we're the adult. We are the pursuers. Yes, I love how you said yes, it. Even yes. if they reject you, yes. I think we're like, wait, wait. This is, this, there's some normalcy in this, but it is not okay. Right. And so it's my job to go before Lauren and say, God, how do I pursue them? Yes. And I love, I remember this one story, one of my friends, um, she we, we, we talk a lot about. And that's where we say study your kid. Mm-hmm. Know their love language. And if you haven't done that, if you're like, you know, do the five love languages, mm-hmm. I'd really encourage um, You as a family, maybe one Mm -hmm. night have a family night and pull out that book and and talk about those. What are our love languages? Because I remember one of my friends, her... Her child was – it was her daughter, and she was – they were having – they were knocking heads. I mm-hmm. mean, the daughter's an eight on the Enneagram. I don't know if you do the Enneagram, yeah. but she is. And they were just knocking heads, and she was talking, 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 just trying. I love you, and, hey, I care – trying to, and it wasn't going anywhere. In fact, the daughter was getting frustrated because she's mm-hmm. actually pretty introverted, too, and didn't like that. Not that yeah. it was okay that mom was doing the right thing, but she just wasn't hitting the mark, right? Yeah. Getting mm-hmm. where she wanted to get – And she prayed, and the Lord said, her love language is gifts. She loves gifts. And they didn't have, like, everything, and they didn't always just do extravagant things, you know? It was like, it was a big deal to do gifts, or or to buy things, you know, and just in that season. And so she, like the Lord said, go to go to the like Dillard's in our city, and I want you to buy her like three or four really cute night out nice outfits. Not like wow. not like the ones that are clear in sixty six. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. It's not yeah. like last year's. Bring them out. So, you know, uh-huh. it was like buy her cute outfits. Like the whole thing. She got three like blouses, jeans, shoes. Earrings, wow. the wow. whole shindiggy. Oh, it was a lot. Yeah. And she laid them on her bed when she was a, when uh. she was at school. When she came home, she's like, "Hey," she didn't tell her daughter. And she walked in. and She's like, "What's this?" And she said. I just feel like uh, this is what expression of how much I love you and God loves uh, you. I want you. And she oh, said it yes. just melted her heart. Yes. And yes. so it, it reset their, their place because yes. mom went extravagant. Uh-huh. It hit her. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that would happen to be, I mean, and God spoke it. It really, she's like, yeah. God spoke
0: it. Yeah, I could just have just done insight. that on my own yes. way.
2: And I, I don't know if I would have gotten anywhere, but God said this and it really, not that it's been perfect, at all, but it did something. It brought that heart connection yes, back. Yes, I, I love that, that. story. I always so remember great. it in my brain yes, of like, so what it. is that? Listen to the Lord and then activate. And she went extravagant because yes. she needed that. She needed the extreme, the extreme, yeah. and we like it when God's extravagant with us. Yes, <laughs> I
0: love it when He yes. is yes. extravagant in yes. good things. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's you know, I, with our teenagers, is showing that. You are my priority. Mm -hmm. So like even, but so like for us this summer, we're like, okay, we have three teenagers. They have jobs, they need to be with their friends, different things. And so we're like, all right, Friday morning breakfast, we sat together and we're like, when can we connect as a family? Uh And so we set the times, but we gave them, they had to give input. So I think Mm -hmm. with keeping the Mm -hmm. heart of your teenagers is inviting them into the discussions of, hey, how can we spend time together? Good, what Connie. would you like to do? What does this look like? And so our kids wanted to do breakfast. Uh-huh. And so we're like, great, Friday mornings, we will do family breakfast. So when you're making plans, even if you want to spend the night somewhere, right? on Thursday, like you have to be back at nine o'clock for breakfast, Uh you know, it was just one of those things that we're like, we value being together Uh and we want to be with you. And we recognize your life is busy, especially Mm -hmm. with older kids, like, Mm -hmm. you know, 17 and 19 year old. I mean, Josh worked a full time this summer, you know? And so we're like, so he knew like, okay, Friday mornings, I need to adjust my work schedule. That's so good. Yeah. But he had buy-in. Yeah. We didn't tell, tell him. When you telling? Yeah. it was there. Fridays, all. you mm-hmm. can't work until 11. Yeah. Like, we That's discussed so it. And so then he has ownership. I think when we recognize the season that they're in yeah and their stages and we bless it yeah Yeah. we're like i love that you're in this season yeah and i want to support you and Mm -hmm. i want you to fly i want you to grow i think those are things that help they see my mom and dad are for me yeah um and they're empowering me to be independent um instead of We're fighting them on so many different things, which is right. It is that struggle. They are internally struggling. Like Mm -hmm. they still want to go in their room and play Legos at times. Uh So they have this internal struggle of growing up and still being a kid. Right. Yeah. And so if we can come alongside them and empower them and bless that stage instead of constantly like, golly, I have a teenager in there. Right. Um, Yeah. Um, even though that might be how we feel at times. But if we're like, I love that you're in this stage, I really like who you are. You're so fun. Yeah. And, or you're so whatever that they are that you enjoy in telling them and prioritizing and coming alongside and empowering. It just, it, that draws them in. Yeah. I think what I like about what you said
2: I like a lot everything that you said. Um, but what's striking me also is what you're saying is you and Sh- you and Sean had a priority. We still are going to prioritize. We'd value mm-hmm. family yes. time, right? Yes. Now, when they're younger, you can say dinner every night.
0: I mean, yeah. you, you can, yeah. you
2: can command that, right? Yeah. So I hear you saying, okay, we have a value. We're going to keep our value. Uh-huh. We're going to contend for our value. Uh-huh. We're going to tell them that, but we're going to lower our expectations a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we're going to ask them to buy in. Cause you said, okay, Friday morning, like yeah. it wasn't, they chose Three it. mornings a week. Yeah. yeah. But they chose, yeah, they chose Friday morning. They had buy-in. So then they're, they're with each other. Hey, you said. So they're probably supporting that Yeah, together. I mean, there were no and, fights
1: over Friday yeah, morning they amazing. And the no expectations fights. were lower.
2: So I just, yeah. you met them where they were, you gave them and and, I think, but you didn't give up your I value. I would say expectations were
1: realistic. Yeah, that's uh, a really that's good, better. That's a better you way. know, because yeah. I didn't lower my expectations. Right. You know, I was like, okay, our family has shifted. Right. Yes. I cannot, it is not fair. It is not healthy expectation to think my teenagers are going to eat breakfast with me every month. Right, because right. we used to do, when they were little, even in the summers, we ate breakfast together, we had family devotional, and then right. we had family dinners. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really change much, mm-hmm. whether it were summer or school year. Yeah. But as they've grown into teenagers... Life shifts, mm-hmm. and we have to shift with them. Yeah. yeah. And some of the conflicts that happen, and the way we push our kids away is, we don't allow our shit. We don't right. allow those shifts. Right. Yeah. And we don't adjust and create healthy expectations. Right. right. That's good. And so I think as that's a great way to keep their heart mm-hmm. is to set realistic and healthy expectations mm-hmm. yeah. based on your values. The values yeah. don't change, no, right, they don't. Right. but the expression of those yes. have to change right. as your family grows and shifts. So,
0: it's And so I wonder cool. if that gets those values even deeper in them oh, it because does. it's like, You can sometimes think it has to look this way for Uh it to be a value, but if you can shift it and say, in this season, this is what it looks like, I think it just reinforces that it's a value, not a thing that we do. Does that make sense? Yes.
1: And lest it feel like we're all hunky-dory, we did actually require two. We required a (laughs) dinner and a breakfast, which they had (laughs) buy-in, but sometimes the dinners... On that whatever night we said, I don't even remember. A little clunky something. Yeah, um, it was a little clunky. So, <laughs> unless you think the dent household, we just figured it all out. No, it still took. But we were like, our expectation is twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sean and I still set the expectation. Yeah. We're yeah. like, we will but connect as a family. It. Yeah. And we will have one dinner and one breakfast. Totally. And they yeah. we're two times a week. What do you guys think? Right. Yeah. So, we still... Yeah. set the direction totally. because they are still nineteen, seventeen, and 15. Right. right. They're not 35. Okay. Right. So we still had to be, but we'd already set the tone when they were little. Right. That mom and dad set, set the, the direction yes. and the expectations of our
2: home. Right.
0: Yeah. And but, you know, even at so, my
2: stage, when I do have 33-year-olds, you know, right. and my youngest is tw- almost 24, same thing. We Even when we have family gatherings, you know, I do set, hey, my expectation – very low, but I make it clear. Yeah, yes. and I so say, good. hey, you know, I need. I know everybody's got kids. When are we need to come together, mom and dad? When are we you willing to really either put the kids down, uh-huh. yes. or actually let's save all our TV time and let them have a whole movie yes. while we have this connect because. This guy has to work at a certain time. Yes. I mean, it's, it's hard, it's, but, yes. but they value it because we did it consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said because they tasted it enough, uh-huh. they will remember. They'll yeah, remember yeah. those Friday breakfasts yeah. Yeah. and want that and crave that yes. in the years to come. It's like yes. I love that when we would sit around and just have that when they don't have it because they yeah. have the demands of their own families coming together. It's, yeah. it's great to create that taste. And that's, the, what, that's what I feel you did.
0: And I think about the generational thing because your grandkids, as you do that with your adult kids, they're seeing yeah. this as a value too. So I just think like these values, you're inputting them into your kids, but ultimately we're wanting our kids to input right. the value. I mean, that's how generation, like that's what God calls us to, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Like looking forward. And so I just love that the grandkids, maybe they're watching a movie, but they're actually seeing that that's because my parents want to connect with right. their parents yeah. and their siblings and all want to do that one day too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's powerful. It's great. It's and great. I mean, I think I feel like I should tell
1: this story. Oh, but tell to your give story a your little wrap hope, is Tell us our fun story. A little hope. Like <laughs> it is conflict with teenagers. And so this summer, <laughs> um, one of my kids and I, we tend to have conflict a little more than some of the others. And um The point of this story is (laughs) repent to your teenagers and Mm. laugh at yourself with them because you're going to blow it. So that's the point. Yeah. So this summer, um, one of my kids and I, we just busted heads big time and I... I always hear Susan Peters in my brain, respond, don't react. And I want to do that always, but I totally reacted. And eventually I yelled, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this Honey summer, I shut up did. Up to kids. That's like In yes. your Alabama accent? That is like, from when my kids were little, that was like major Not cuss no word. word. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't say that, but yeah. I yelled. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I came downstairs and I called Sean as like, you need to come home. He was out for a walk and I was like, you need to come home now. We are battling and it's not pretty. I just said, shut up. (laughs) And so, and then another kid comes in and I'm crying. That kid's upstairs and I'm like, I'm not doing okay. And so, but we worked it through and we all laugh now. Like I (laughs) repented. I was like, you know what? You were wrong in this area, Mm -hmm. but I reacted, and you deserve to be treated better than that. I addressed them like, you're a human, and I should not speak to anyone that way. I was wrong in my reaction, and I really humbled myself and repented and was like, I was so wrong. And then that became the joke of our summer. Like, Uh the kids would just look at me Uh and go, shut up. Oh, you know, and so like it became the joke, even like at one point they did it and I was like, guys, it's too soon, Yeah, you know, like too Too soon, too soon, um, or okay, or like stop saying it, mom's had enough, you know, but it was actually one of my, Mm. I would say one of my biggest failures became a major bonding moment, um, with this child because we were able to say, Hey, that was not healthy conflict, right? And let's figure out how to do it better. Right. And let's laugh at our mistakes. Yeah. Let's yeah. not hold a grudge we against each to. other. Yes. And so as you're trying to get your kids' hearts, you are going to do things that push them away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're going to say shut up to your <laughs> kid. And then you're going to laugh at it. And then let them make fun of you yeah. about it. Like totally. they laugh at me yes. so much about when mom said "shut up," um, so if you have said that me, makes yeah, so, I like that because it makes room for failure. Oh, all, we all got fail. lots of room yeah. for it failure. Makes,
2: yeah. It just makes room for your kid to go. There's yeah. grace, right? And, you know, so yeah. so I wrap up um, and say the four things that I'm hearing is stay in different ways. But um, take time to study your kids. Mm-hmm. They're, they're how they how they receive okay. love. Yes, all right. Not just the way you give it or how you want it, but how they receive it. Pray. Mm -hmm. God connect how do I connect with my kids heart what's going on you know I say listen to the Holy Spirit what he says and then pursue you be the one that pursues as he speaks and like we said gently and know if you're and just know this is a normal part of maturing mm-hmm. normal part of family life but um i think we're all sitting nodding our head though because we've been the in and out but we feel connected yeah. and even mm-hmm. through the ups yes. and downs we feel connected yes. and so these yeah. are hopefully there's just some tools that can help you um in this journey as life gets busier again yes just to yeah. be that intentional mom that's listening mm-hmm. and staying connected so because yeah. that's what we want for you guys and we know that's what everybody wants yeah listening so yeah. All right, love you.
1: Connie, why don't you pray for us? Okay, Jesus, thank you that you love teenagers. Mm -hmm. You created them, Lord. You created this stage of life, Lord, and how their brains are forming and developing and their budding independence, God. You created them. And so, God, we bless our teenagers to be the young men and women that you called them to be. Lord, show us as moms and dads how to come alongside them, how to believe the best in them, how to love them and see them the way you see them. Give us that insight, Lord. We need your insight into each of our kids to know how to love them well, to how to pursue them, to how to, when to release them and when to pull them in. God, that dance, that ebb and flow, Lord, let us flow with you. In all of that and just thank you that you've given us these gifts Lord these arrows in our quiver Lord um, they are blessings to us and yes, we're so God. grateful and we just pray that every person Amen. listening today would feel the power of the Holy Spirit at work in them mm-hmm. to love their kids well in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: amen. Amen.
1: All right. Christy, what happens if you have a question?
0: You can email our um parenting with purpose podcast at gmail.com. And guys, if I haven't been good at responding, it's been summer, but I'm gonna we will respond and Perfect. take all of your things. So yes, keep on emailing.
1: Give us ideas. We yes. want them. Yes. Awesome. Love it. Okay, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you for joining us this week on Parenting with Purpose. To be notified of every new episode, hit the subscribe button wherever you choose to listen. If you found this episode helpful, please let us know by leaving a review and sharing with a friend. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.